Good, it's your boy Jay Banner here for another exclusive Epi Percussion Coffee podcast. Today we got the legendary Angelo Moore What's coming up, out, man. man. Have it has a documentary coming out forevermore. Yeah. The Angelo Project available now on multiple streaming platforms. It's available in full on YouTube, man. That's right. Yeah. How's it how's it going, man? Well, I tell you how it's going. So yesterday was the last day of the fishbone tour. We went out for a month. We had a single show yesterday, a festival at the, what was it? At the the cult, yeah, the Cultivation Festival. Cultivation Festival, right. So, Cultivation Festival yesterday, but then like all before that, the whole month before that, we was out with Funkadelic, George Clinton Funkadelic. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, and that was, and that was, that's the dream come true, because I grew up listening to all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could imagine, man. Like recently, like I, I do photography. And this is all coming into fruition now, meeting people, talking to people. Because I've always been in that, you know, that culture of the industry of entertainment. Just never came about sitting down and talking to them, you know. Thankful, right. uh, shout out to your manager, though, you know, hooking us up with this uh, interview today. That's right, Angie Seegers. Yeah, there Angie she Seegers. Yeah, she came through, and uh, we set this up yesterday, met this up, and she set this up speedily and happened, and now we're here, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, it's the ne- I guess it's the network thing. Yeah, huh? yeah, we it was crazy, too, because we met there, and I was just on my way back because I just went with a camera, and they said no photography, cameras allowed, so I was like, all right, I got to go take it back, and then I was walking back, we crossed paths, you know what I'm saying? So if yeah. I never would have took my camera, this probably would have never been possible. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is crazy how and, destiny and how works. Did, how do people not expect for you to take a picture of at a festival, yeah, all great yeah. magic going on anyway, and then and then you got a phone now that does just as just as good just work, just too, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right, yeah. But I appreciate you coming through, man. Yeah, man. Well, uh, before all this happened, oh yeah, that's right, it's marijuana friendly. <laughs> so before all this happened, man, I was like, Ash, we need to get some press. And this is before we even knew this was going to happen. That's right. And I said, let's stay an extra day and see if we could pull something out of the air. And she did it. Ladies and gentlemen, Angie Seegers. Yeah, she put it together for us, man. Angie, would you like to say something on the mic? Come over here and say something on the mic real quick so everybody can. We're going we're gonna to introduce Angie. Angie. She's, she's a little shy. Come on, Angie. On, give, give yourself a shout out. Let everybody know where they Come can on, find you. Yeah. I'm a background person for a reason. <laughs> you take the spotlight. Bye bye. <laughs> okay, so there it is. She does exist. You know, so a lot of lot, lot of matters later try to stay in the background. I'm like, I insisted that people know you're there because they know that you're there. They might want to give you some more opportunities. <sighs> exactly. They got us here, man. We're moving forward with everything. That's right. Man, so tell me a little bit about that intro song going on with uh, the strange fruit. So going a strange on, fruit. So Fat Mike, 
wrote, he put those lyrics together. Yeah. But it's all based off of uh, Billie Holiday's Strange Fruit. Okay. Right. So it's just, it's an offshoot from that song. And uh, unfortunately, it's still a lot of strange fruit and estranged fruit in our societies today, 2023. Still dealing with it. Unfortunately, man, it's just some stupid shit going on. I was watching the news this morning. The guy, this guy walked into the 7 or what is it, a special, or Circle K. Yeah. First, he shot the lady, shot the black lady sitting in the car in the front of the store. Then he came in and shot the person behind the cash register. Then he shot somebody else. Then he killed himself. That's the part that makes me mad yeah. when they kill himself because they didn't know if they killed themselves, they can get away free without any responsibility. Ain't got to deal with the time. Yeah, they need to be able to stay here and get their ass tortured because, you know, the people that, 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 that the people, the, the families of the people who suffer were taken out, yeah, they suffering and they ain't got, you know, that's like the only child or some shit like that, you know. And you got this fool who's under the belief of, oh, I'm, they're, they're destroying my race because they're race mixing or some old silly shit like that or it's the end of the world or whatever. I'm like, you know what? Just keep that end of the world shit to yourself. Let it happen to you. We only leave, got now, right? Yeah. Leave, all we got is now. <laughs> all we got right? is now, right? So if other motherfuckers think that we ain't got now, then... You leave everybody else alone, and you take care of yourself. You can take yourself out, fuck yourself up, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Leave everybody else alone. Because a lot of people forget that we are, we're not getting, none of us are getting out of here alive, whether you're going to do it now or later, right? Ain't nobody else, nobody getting out of here alive. We're all here, gravity's holding us down, you know, and, and we all got two eyes, a nose, and a mouth when we all bleed red. Package may be a different color or whatever, but we all got the same shit going on. So that's the that's the thing that a lot of people surprisingly forget. Racists forget that type of shit. They forget yeah. it, man. You know, and it's a it's a disease of vanity too. Vanity, you know. Yeah, and growing up from you, I'm fucking when you were born in what 1965. 65. At the end, the beginning of the 70s. Yep, 1965, man. So where did you grow up? California? How was the childhood out there in California? Los Angeles. California. Lost assholes, California. Yeah. Lost assholes? Yeah, lost assholes, <laughs> California. Because, <laughs> you know, Hollywood is right there, so it's easy to get lost with all that, all that shit, you know. Man, Hollywood is crazy, too, that everything that came out of that shit, too, was going on. <laughs> I mean, of course, everybody loves it. Sure, we all go home and watch Amazon or Netflix and turn on our favorite movie and shit like that. I know I do. Yeah, I yeah, go to sleep, yeah. go and watch my food, favorite movie, fall asleep. Well, shit, too. a lot of more independent people are starting to become independent films now too. Yeah, because Fishbone, we just played a a benefit for the writer's strike that's going on in Hollywood because a lot of the writers they'll they they put they. You know, they, they give up their, yeah, yeah. Their, their soul and their part and their talent and their ideas to people like Netflix and Amazon. They take all their fucking and ideas. And they just take all their shit and they don't want to give it back and they don't want to pay them, but yet they're still playing them. Well, shit, look what they did to Michael. Yeah. <laughs> so you it's the saying? music and movie industry is the same phenomenon. Yeah. So then, I'm you know, 
I, I have turned into an entrepreneur type of person where my mindset is my mindset is to do it yourself. Man, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's with like that. you're doing it here. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Hundred percent, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. That's why I believe everything everything happens for a reason, man. There's a reason we cross paths and like this life. I was just telling this young brother behind us, and I was like, man, there's a reason why we cross paths, you know, because we're meeting again in this life. We already met before in our past lives, and now we just reacquainting ourselves this life. And we're going to yeah. help ourselves get to that next elevation. You know, that Something next, like that, huh? That next frequency, you know. I'm Sometimes very spiritual, man. Sometimes you wonder what you were and what you're going to be. Yeah. Maybe you are a frog or a bird before. Yeah, something crazy, you know. Next day we're probably going to Or maybe we were our fathers at one point. Or maybe we were our fathers. And it was reversed. Yeah. Our mothers and daughters, you know, change. Who knows? Hey, man, I definitely feel my dad coming in and out of the picture i mean he ain't here no more yeah Your mom and dad too. but he still lives through you though he still lives through me yeah 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 so that's always the good part you know and you know this is like me me my dad's uh my dad was left me when i was like three years old and then we got reacquainted when i was like a teenager and then i really didn't like understand like why I had so many questions you know and then like we got reacquainted i didn't really allow him to be like a father though but you i know paid why i had I, to leave uh-huh you know why? Yeah, after I got older, I realized and I, I did my own investigation and I realized what happened. You know, and I had another mentor, Paco. Shout out to Paco. He does he does suits, man. I could hook you up. I know, right on. He yeah. come fly out to you too, man. He'll come to you. Good dude, man. But he told me one day, man, he's like, man, listen, you can never judge your parents for what they did. You don't know what their life was at their moment, at that oh, time. What they went through. What they were going through. You know what I'm saying? Kids, you know what I'm saying? Bills. Like, and who knows of who was faithful, who wasn't faithful. Man, you know? as a parent, yeah. I'm a parent. I got one daughter. Yeah, I got five kids. Right on. Yeah, so you got, you got the whole tribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got about five. You got five in the chamber. One son, one son. He's, just, he's about to turn 19 on the first. And then I got four girls. Right on. So now I got queens to worry about. I got to raise up right, you know, and be yeah. warned if motherfuckers like me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you see how that shit just comes back to balance you out, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. Well, I tell you, I got one. All I got is one. Yeah. So I ain't got no spare tires, man. <laughs> I can't even have a favorite. I just got one in the chamber and bullet in the chamber, and that is it. So, uh, you got a girl? I got a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, man. You know, it's she hates me right now. She can't tell me why. What the fuck ever. You can't just let that stop you. Yeah, you gotta yeah. let them grow up. Yep. Learn. Yep. Learn life, and then and then hopefully they'll come back and tell you, oh, here's what happened. Yeah. Because you can't blame your parents, man. Because you can't, dude. Because you, you know what? You have yeah. no idea what they went through unless you start to go through it, and then you start to go, oh no, no shit. shit, no shit. Yeah, man. I, the song Fishbone has alcoholic. I wrote alcoholic about my uncle, Uncle Donnie. Alcoholic. He was alcoholic. Oh, shit. So Uncle Donnie was getting fucked up around the house all the time. I never would have thought he would have had marital problems and in and out of court and the kids getting taken from him and all that shit yeah, yeah. or, you know, or, or, or any of that. But I didn't find that out until way later on. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and now I, I totally get it. Because you've seen all the actions going down, but yeah. you didn't understand why. I going, Hell, I went through it, man. Yeah, yeah. I went through it with mine, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, the song, Ma and Pa, What the Hell is Wrong with Y'all? I was really trying my best not to, not to end up like that and end it up just like that. So then, you know, you got to learn those different tools to handle that shit in life. Yeah, and that also goes to, like, the, see, so somebody shows you how to handle that kind of situation. 
and you just took it in and embedded it, inherited it, should I say, because you've seen them react that way to something that they were going through, and you just used that. See, because we weren't trained. If we trained these young ones how to deal with problems instead of just avoiding them and running from them, you know, yeah. acknowledging them. That's why it's important as parenting, taking accountability of what we did as parents. Why are kids the way are they? You know what I'm saying? They yeah. are. Because yeah. a lot of the reasons is because we see our parents doing these things. We are a product of our environment, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and then you end up doing some of them. Yeah, yeah. They're just kind of in the, in, you know, in the muscle and it, memory and shit. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's just fluid. It just comes. You don't even realize yeah. you're doing it, but you're doing it because it's just something that just comes just so natural. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no shit. It's crazy <laughs> shit, right? Good God, man. It is cool. Like, Good God, like man. Your pops was a saxophone player, right? Now you, you, you picked it up from your pops, obviously, right? So the first, I wanted to play the synthesizer. Okay. In junior high school. Because I liked all the weird noise. What is it, that? Yeah. <laughs> all the Herbie Hancock shit and everything. Okay. He's like, nah, you got to play this damn saxophone, man. Play this alto. Yeah. You put an alto and saxophone in my hand. I thought it was boring. Man, that shit turned out to be <laughs> a journey. Man, I used to play uh, in jazz band. I used to play the trumpet. Yeah, yeah. I used to play the trumpet. Zoot Suit Riot was one of my favorite songs to play, man. Zoot Suit Riot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zutu, who is Zutu right? That why does that sound familiar? It's old, old, old. It actually came from the Cali. It was inspired from the Cali Zutu riot days. But who plays that song? Uh, I can't remember. You still play trumpet? No, not no Come more. Come on, man! Was, man that you was gotta back pick it up. Oh shit! Oh man, I you gotta school. pick it up. <laughs> oh my god! I know sometimes it gets discouraging. Man, it's just I, I be doing so much, man. I promise you, it's it's like I, I need to now. I might I might have to now because it's like it's always been there. It's always been a music. Always been a special place. Well, it's heart. definitely a good. It's a good easy way to chase everybody out the room. Yeah, when you want to just blast that, <laughs> 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 throw it yeah, out there. They go running, then you got your solitude. You and your trumpet, right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's cool because uh, we just built the studio now. We just open it up like uh, so, uh, so people to come in and record it now. It's like a one stop shop here. So they can come on a podcast, you get an album cover shot, yeah. you get a video shot, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now I got three producers working for the studio, so recording people at the vocal booth back there, and trying to get out, you know, of this system that we're trained to be in, you know, and the matrix, to, the creation that it's, they're trying to cover up and take away from us. You know, it's like the color they're trying to rip out of us. Every individual creator, man, I keep my head in the sand. The majority of the time. Yeah. And the sand to me is the underground. That's where the roots are. You keep your head in the, in the ground. You keep your head by the roots. That's where all the nourishment is. It's probably a little dirty, a little grimy like or whatever, that. but that's where it's at. Yeah. The tree, the treetops with the branches. Yeah, that's nice. But eventually, you know, they fall off. Eventually they fall off. They're nice, but they're not, they don't stay that long. And after they cut the tree down, the roots are still there. And so that's Foundation. how I, that's how I try to, that's how I try to set my mind, you know, yeah. keeping disconnected from a lot of the shit with my head in the ground, my head, my head in the cloud and my feet on the ground. <laughs> Ten toes Wait, I down. thought my head was underground for a minute. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's both the same thing, shit. <laughs> so, so when your dad was playing the saxophone, what did you think, man, when you used to hear him jamming that shit out? I never really heard him play because he did the majority of his playing before I was even here. 
Count Basie. Okay. Yeah. A lot of that was like like 40s, 50s, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all that big band jazz. And my dad was a part of that circuit and all those di- different big band jazz jazz bands back in the day doing all that stuff. Yeah. Which is a heavy influence on my music because yeah. I like a lot of swing. Yeah, yeah, I could tell about Swing jazz. But then lots of punk rock mixed into it. Yeah, yeah, so it, it, it goes varies from like one, and the next thing you know, you hit them with something totally opposite. Like it was like, oh, that's a funky groove, punk yeah. rock, like kind of reggae and style. Then all those Carl Starling, Carl Starling, and um, you know, Carl Starling is. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Carl Starling, I listen to a lot of Carl Starling, and um, there's this other guy that does, that does a lot of Looney Tunes music. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Who? Louis Jordan was one, was one of them. That's not who I was thinking, but Louis Jordan was definitely one of, uh, of the big influences for me. Louis Jordan, Screaming Jay Hawkins, Wynoni Harris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, so the music age for you growing up, learning the saxophone after you pick up the saxophone, would you just get, like, join a band or something? How'd well, that- okay, so in junior high school, I was in band. And that's where I met everybody in Fishbone <clears throat> in like 1979, Hale Junior High, Los Angeles, California, during the inner city busing program. So everybody was bused from inner city Los Angeles out to the valley. And that's where I was at. Okay. First, my parents were in the inner city Los Angeles. And they're both teachers for the LA Unified School District. And so they moved out to the valley because they was tired of getting robbed and shit. They moved out to the valley with all the white folks. So we were flying the buttermilk, what I call us. <laughs> flies in the buttermilk, man. Yeah. And um, But then all the schools weren't integrated at that point, so they started integrating the schools, and that's where I met uh, the guys in Fishbone Junior High and band class. So we were all learning to play our instruments around the same time. Oh, shit. So all you guys are still original mem- members, everybody? No. Added, you guys added some in it or some it's people? There's two that's not. Not in the original members? Not in the original members, but they fill in the spot well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fire, man. Yeah. So growing up that long, the chemistry between you guys is and we're endless then, right? How long you got, were you guys jamming in each other's garages or hanging out? Or? Well, okay, so I would catch the bus two and a half hours from Woodland Hills, the valley into L.A., and I'd practice at uh, Norwood and Fish's mother's house, Mama Fish. Okay. So everybody would go over there and after school, and we'd get in the bedroom, and we'd be jamming, playing on the drums, beating pots and pans, and, and uh, you know, a little Casio tone keyboard and shit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Norwood had his bass. What, what made you guys cut your first record? Were they already cutting records at the time? Or? Yeah, they were cutting records. And, uh, okay, so David Kahn discovered us. And David Kahn was his producer. Yeah. And he worked for Columbia Records. How'd you guys meet him? And so he came to see us play at this club called Club Lhasa in Hollywood. Okay. West Hollywood. And he was, he's like, I like you guys. I want to sign you. You're like, man, get out of here, man. Why the fuck you want to sign us, you know? So then he came back later. He came back later on at our next gig somewhere out there in Hollywood. He said, I really want to sign you guys. Okay. So 
we got involved with him and we went to the studio, Hollywood Records, like in, in Hollywood, you got the building that like all the big records stacked on top of yeah, one another yeah, yeah. On, on Vine and Hollywood, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the Columbia Records, right, right. So we did our first demo over there. And that's where we got signed to Columbia. And then it turned into Sony. And then it was Hollywood. Then it was Rowdy Records. That was Dallas Austin. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then what else? And then Hollywood Records. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. So how was that grind, man, in the beginning? Like, do you guys, after you guys, that moment, he came and said, yeah, I want to sign you guys, like. What did you guys think about that? Well, we weren't really thinking at all. Because you just would say, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it here. Sign the fucking paper. <laughs> let's go. What do we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know we were signing. <laughs> yeah. You just said, fuck it. Let's Hold do on. it. <laughs> you didn't know you were signing. <laughs> Your fucking life fuck away. It, huh? Yeah, man. You know, the contract. Damn, what did they give you? Is the word perpetuity in there? They yeah. got perpetuity where you sign your shit away forever, past your the content, basically, content, right? Content, your soul, your creative, oh, fucking everything. Yeah, they past, own you, basically. After right? you're dead, past the black hole, and into the next universe, they got language in there like that, you know. However, there's a little five five year window that they tell you about. They don't tell you about. Five-year window, they don't tell you about after about 30 years. So if you're still alive after 30, 35 years, you get to negotiate. Renegotiate? Yeah, renegotiate your your rights back. No shit. So for they, all y'all people that don't know. Yeah, so of course they're they going to tell you and do everything to convince you not to do that. You know? Yeah. They want, they want your shit forever. The way they just Kind of like it. what Snoop Dogg did almost, right? For Death Road? Uh, now I really don't know too much about because he kind of he kind of had like a and Def Death Row, Row, but I know he's the president of the Death Row. He owns it now. Yeah, he owns right? all his masters and everything. Yeah, now. see, so that's the right. That's the right. That's how. That's how you want to be. Yeah, that's how you want to end up like that. Man, that's so crazy with the music industry about owning masters and all that. And like yep. I, I, so I, I'm not really familiar with that kind of side of the music industry, but I'm pretty sure you are now, but right because. Being through probably multiple, not once or twice bad eye fucking signatures that you guys mm -hmm. probably gave away. Yeah. And now that you see more of it now, it, like from where you've been from doing it for 30 years, right? 20 plus years for sure. 35, probably like 35 years. And still to be on tour, man. It it'll be on tour to, to be, 20, 2023. It's still good to be relevant. Yeah, man. And playing music. And making a living. Well, the cannabis culture loves you. That's for sure. Yeah, we used to go to Amsterdam all the time and play the Cannabis Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys fall right in line with 311, all those guys. Cause Before I was, all this yeah, shit yeah, yeah. here was legal, and we go, we were going to Amsterdam, the Cannabis Cup. They got all the cannabis laid out. They got it. So you, you, you're, you're, Fishbone is inspiration to like all these bands that came in after you guys. You guys gave a big inspiration with that, especially with that reggae funk sound. Who'd you just mention? You just mentioned slightly Three, stupid. No, 311. 311, yeah. So we went on tour with 311. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure they're inspired by you guys for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because they yeah. got a similar sound too, like the whole Jamaican vibe, the punk vibe. Yeah, sometimes. it's a little surf, surf yeah. going on, groovy surf and rock. And, and like stuff you like touch that. all those like genres of music. 
and and just listening to the last few hours of your music, you know, and just yeah, getting in tune with you guys. Man, is. it's a lot. It is a lot out there. It's a lot of music. It's a lot of groups we done collaborated with. Slightly Stupid is another group like that. Yeah. Um, uh, we were rolling together for a good while, you know, on a couple of tours, and I'm on a couple of their, some of their songs that they got. I recorded on some of their songs, vocals yeah. and horns. Oh, yeah, man. You dabbled in a little acting too, right? Right. Okay. So there's this movie coming out <laughs> called. Uh, it is a movie coming out called In Betweening. And the director is directed by this guy named Mel House. Okay. Out of Houston, Texas. And so it's about this writer, who's half. He's half black, half white writer. Yeah. And he. He's shopping his script in Hollywood, and he keeps running into all of these. Uh, Keeps running into all these producers telling him, well, you need to just change it up and it's just not black enough. You know, maybe you need more, more something more blacker, you know, or, or maybe you need something more whiter because you don't need to embrace your black side to me. Make him more lean towards the white side. So he's just confused, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's confused like, damn, they just don't like me for me and what I have, right? So I'm the spirit creature, spirit creature that comes into the, into the room sometimes and he's in the meeting with these executives or whatever. And I'm the one coming in going, man, fuck these motherfuckers, man. You don't need to change for this shit. Yeah. Even because you're the one that's going to be living with it for the, for, for the rest of however you here. And these motherfuckers are going to be off doing some whole other shit. <laughs> and, that, <that's, coughs> and people would understand, too, like we are our worst enemies as like a human being. Like we stand in front of ourselves from doing great. Like you said, you just got to do the work. You know what I'm saying? It's important for us to just get out there and just do Sometimes it. Sometimes you got to do it yourself, man. And, like, even when nobody's believing in it, as long as you're believing in it, that's what matters. Yeah. And then having a group of friends, obviously, to believe in the same. And, having, and that's, that's number two. Yeah. Number two is having your friends who have your best interest at heart and believe in your, see your division and your dream, too, and they want to help you put it out there, too. Yeah. That's always good to have. But, hey, man, I always tell people, as long as you can be in a closet by yourself in the dark with that motherfucker, <laughs> naked, here it is. That's what you want. <laughs> so, so growing up, man, and uh, dealing with all that growing up through in L.A. and uh, with all the Rodney Kitty and all that shit going through the L.A., man, dealing with all that, how'd you, how'd you guys deal with that well, around that era of time? Were you around that, around that time or no? Yep, I remember seeing that Rodney King shit. I remember getting chased by the by the redneck, chased home by the rednecks at school after I catch the catch the bus home from L.A. back to the valley, carrying my saxophone and my radio, <laughs> and my I had my red afro, <laughs> and my bell bottom jeans and shit. <laughs> so, so you know these redneck dudes, they drove by and called me a nigger, and you know a couple times. After a while, I was like, got sick of that shit. I was like, fuck you, man, you know. They want to turn around. We're going to kick your fucking ass, nigga. Ran, ran in the vines. I told the manager he, he acting like wasn't shit happening, whatever. Eventually they went away. But you know that type of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So growing up, did you have like doing shows and shit? Did you have to deal with and all that? Sometimes doing shows too, you know. But um, we were playing like a lot at the same time that the Dick Kennedys were playing and the Circle Jerks and Black Flag. And we were, we were in and out of, and no effects, we were in and out of that circuit. Bad Brains. We were in and out of that circuit. New York Hardcore, Murphy's Law and all of that, that whole scene. So 
that that element would be there too. Yeah. But it was all about some aggression. It was the aggression, sub, the aggressive sub subculture of punk rock. Yeah. Is what it was, and so we had that we we had had and still have. I feel that same attitude about living in this society. You know, like on some fuck the man shit. All um, it, we're built to lose, man. We're we're bred to lose, should I say? They put us in the situations and they keep us contained and controlled. Trust me, man. That's why this podcast is important. One hundred percent. So we can get heard. Our voices need to get heard. You know, so during the quarantine, I got sober during the quarantine. I stopped drinking when the quarantine started. I got a chance to like disconnect from every goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah. Everything that got on my nerves, all that, everybody, all that. I got to stop drinking. <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been in the program for probably like 15 years. Well, congratulations. Rehab off and on, you know, so it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that poison, man, that, that's, that's like one of my weaknesses too, though, you know? That, you feed that spirit juice. That's why they call I it spirit. I couldn't do it, man. Satan in a bottle, you know? I was it, turning into a monster and motherfuckers, brain juice. <laughs> 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 Have a bunch of enemies the next day and not yeah, know why. Man. You lost your wallet and your keys and shit. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, really, man. man. <laughs> So. I've been there, man. I've been there. I'm recently going through the same thing, like just like staying away from it because I, I kind of been more of a microdosing on shrooms lately. Right, right. You ever, you ever, you ever? Oh, yeah. That brings up the monsters for real, the big three headed ones. No, no, man. For me, I microdose. Like, <laughs> you must be taking too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Yeah, you, you taking too much. But, man, I, I, I yeah, but. For the last couple of years now, I've been taking shrooms since I was like 18 years old. So I'm 39. Oh, okay. So I've been as taking. As long as they're helping you. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course, man. Me, as long I, as they're bringing you good energy. Energy and manifestation. Good, good man. manifestations yeah, yeah. in the end of it. That's what you fucking yeah, yeah. want. Man, what, what you got right there on it? What you got? I got the sperm of knowledge knocking up others with fetuses, the intellectuality. Oh. It goes all the way around the back. Got a little... Say that again, man. It, it um, is a sperm of knowledge knocking up others with fetuses of intellectuality. Oh, I like it. That's fucking amazing. Oh, I got shitloads of poetry. Oh, my God. I almost forgot about that whole side. Yeah, man. The poetry is where it's at, man. I was just recently getting into some poetry, start reading more books. Like I said, I was learning how to teach myself how to read more. So yeah. poetry is where it's at. Though A lot of people are referring me to start reading poetry. Yeah. Who, who do you think I should start picking up first? Well... Uh, my name is Angelo Moore. I'm a poet. <laughs> <laughs> poet, songwriter. I got a tongue twister. Sax Hold on. player, piano. Fixing the funk, he could be your freaking frantic fantango, feeling froth falling from your mouth, fantasizing about free-minded fetuses getting freaky with the nearby feces that frolic within the colon farm. Ooh. My fault that the faulty fixations find her in flickering fast and furiously thinking about the toe jams in your mind. When all is lost but ain't done in vain, linked to a dungeon of ear-pinching pain, connected to the ring that some will have rung, focused on the beat that has just stung, revealing the shoelace of life to be strung, jumping from a plane into a styrofoam boat, a nail polish removing surface bitch remote, jumping rope from the caboose to the front of the train. This is Dr. Mad Vibe getting up under your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that, my brother. And I'm working on this book, right? Okay, so I got four books. Okay. So my first book I put out was called Dr. Mad Vibes Comprehensive Linkology. Yeah, yeah, I see that. 
Then the second one, it was called um, uh, the Yale, the Yale Invasion. It was like it was a little short book. It was just like a little temporary thing because when I did this residency at Yale, okay, I I printed out a little book for a pamphlet for the students because the students were studying up on me, and so this girl named Petra Richterova got me a, a a residency at Yale for a couple of weeks. Just so copyright issues, you know. Oh. We, we ain't getting paid for that yet. You know? Oh, okay. So we don't, we don't sponsor them yet. I was like, oh, the Black Stripe. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, the Black Stripe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, poetry. Oh, my God, I got so much. I got so much of that shit. Don't get me started on that, man. Was that your first love, man, poetry? Poetry, man, I would write all my poetry, then I go, I remember it because I'd be saying it over and over again, right, you know? How'd you, be, get, how'd you get into poetry real quick? So I would just write my thoughts down, and then they, they'd end up rhyming. Yeah. Because all them listen to, listening to music with people who are rhyming all the time. Yeah. So that's, I figured that's how just, you just do it, you just end up rhyming it, you know, plus a lot of Sesame Street, whatever. And so I'll write down a lot of my poetry about the things that I see, my life experiences, you know, and they end up rhyming and I would end up writing it in story and just remembering it. I just had be saying that I don't go on the beach on the boardwalk, blow my saxophone on the boardwalk, and then I just start saying my poetry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Walk it up and just sing it. Saying it, you know. Now you said off the record here, they said you couldn't read music for pianos. Is that the same for saxophone? Okay, so with me, with the reading of the music, okay, so, you know, I had private lessons for a while where I was learning how to read sheet music, but yeah, I know the basics of it, but I, um, I wouldn't be able to just read, play through a sheet of music without just stumbling and slowing down and be yeah. like, oh, what does that mean again? You know, yeah. But is this everything's just self-taught and just fucking? A lot of it, yeah, a lot of, at, at one point, it got to a lot of self-teaching. Yeah, yeah. You know? But learning the basics, learn learn your basics in school, and when your fingerings are your basic scales and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. What the notes mean on the stanza and all the rest of that, you know. The tempo and all that. But you know, after a while, keeping up with reading of the music, it got kind of boring to me. I know that's a sorry excuse. I shouldn't. Have. It's just like the feeling, right? Yeah, it's like the you know. Just lose the, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. When you write the music down, you can translate it. Okay. Show it to somebody else, and they could just make it harmonizing. Yeah, well, they could just read it. Oh, okay. You can read it out. You ain't gotta like. You ain't gotta teach it by. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Now you sing it after me. Yeah. No, not uh, but uh, uh, you know. So, but with sheet music, <laughs> you ain't gotta go through that process. You just have it right there, and, and you read it like regular reading. Like, you, you ain't never seen it before, but you know what the letters and the notes mean. Yeah, yeah, So, but after a while, that got kind of linear for me, you know, and I was just, as long as I knew what to play on the horn and where to find the notes, uh, I could play what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Because the music's everywhere. Yeah, vibrations, frequencies, everything, man. So learning how to play the piano, you just picked it up after after the sax? Or you know, is that something you picked up Picked it up, I picked it up after the sax. Yeah. And you just, you just jumped on it one day and just started playing with it? or. Well, it got to a point to where it was uh, a lot of music that I was just trying to get done. 
Okay. I couldn't get it done through fishbone. So I had to learn how to play my own instruments in order to make that shit happen or else I'll just be sitting up here with a tornado of music in my head and that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, everybody has their different tastes and, and interpretations of what they feel the best or the worst song is. So over the 30 years, man, how's the journey been for you, man? 35 years. The ups, the highs, the lows. Well, I'm glad I'm still here and I'm still got my senses and my head on my shoulders. Blessings. You know, it's been a challenge. <coughs> you can't just can't just fucking fall down and roll down the hill and the monster's chasing you screaming time. Like, oh my god. You can't just do that. Yeah. You gotta fucking deal with it. Yeah, you gotta get up and deal with it. So me me not having had a drink in twenty since twenty twenty has definitely helped the situation a lot for me because, you know, it's still a lot of stuff that I wanna do. Things I'm gonna put out there. I gotta learn how to do it myself too. You can't just depend on everybody or wait for the next Wait for Peter Pan and Tinkerbell to come along. Yeah, man, that's that's not like that's where I'm at. Because right sometimes now. they just don't come. Yeah. And then uh, you just waste time, you know. Wasting time waiting, so you got to pick up the shovel and do start doing the John hammer yourself. Yeah, fucking yeah. swinging the motherfucking axes, <laughs> fucking throwing the dirt everywhere. That's right, and that energy that you put out will eventually, uh, you know, have something together for you to create some some great. Art or music or a good feeling, good miracle with, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so between uh, you and the Fishbone members, man, do you guys ever have a little fallout? Like, sure. Argue? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the brotherhood, man. Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? Uh, aside from that, we all do get along. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get along, man. And, and you know, we're blessed enough to just have the basic basic blessing to still exist and, and play the music jamming. and still be jamming and playing the music and still have people who want to come and see us yeah and believe in it you know wow man you guys fucking rocked yesterday man you were nice. doing your fucking thing man everybody on the, the you your sax solo dog the bassist too the, like i told you before the pianist doing this thing too man it yeah. was pretty cool and all you guys doing your thing up there in a cannabis event, all that, man, fucking still. Yeah. People fucking coming to see you guys. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, well, it was a good one yesterday. I, well, not yesterday, day before yesterday, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. You know, it started out a little funky, the sound on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> As always. Afro Man came out and killed it. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah he was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, what, you got a story in the green room with him and chilling, man, or what you got? He <laughs> said he was funny, man. <laughs> he looked like a cool dude to chill with, though, I man. I kept wanting to walk away, but I just kept staying there looking, too. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? His, his beard? What are you looking at? Just the whole thing. <laughs> it's totally silly. Dude, he, he fucking killed it off that it's song. Crazy. That's that's crazy, yeah, right? He like, wrote that song, and of course I got high. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Uh-huh, it the, is. <laughs> Sounds the, like some AA shit. Man, it's just like... it's <laughs> like Alcoholic Anonymous Because I got high. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and everybody in the cannabis community, man, blew it up. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. And look at where the cannabis is at. Now, you you were in Cali, you know, yeah. smoking some of the good 
hey, man, I can go to a dispensary if I want to and get some weed. Yeah. Go out there and smoke it. And I ain't. But I'm so used to worrying about the police. I'm just used to worrying Cause, about Because coming up from you, the era you grew up in, right? Yeah, man. It's like. People getting arrested for fucking nickel bags. and coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, man. That was my boy, John oh, Hill. Yeah, we smoking some good shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hearing voices and everything. <laughs> Apologize for that. <laughs> but yeah, growing up in, uh, like you said, you you go anywhere and get some butter in Cali. Yeah, man. They got dispensaries now and they got them all nice. That's the crazy part because I remember before the before the dispensaries, came into the picture, or the railway system. I, remember, I even remember when the fucking internet wasn't even here. <laughs> <laughs> so I think about that. I remember when the internet came into the picture, and then the rail system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The subways in L.A. There's subways in L.A.? Subways in L.A., finally. Slow motherfuckers, right? Finally. They Are got, you serious? Yeah, finally, and they're nice, too. I ain't never even been on the uh, subway yeah. in L.A. Yeah. There's fucking subways in LA. So, but it's starting to get ratchet, but it's still pretty nice artwork. <laughs> starting to get ratchet. Yeah, you know, you always got crazy motherfuckers on the Yeah, subway. man. It's it's pretty bad in, in California right now, man. And then too. you got the weed dispensaries finally. And so when you know, when they it's funny because the packaging, like when selling weed, yeah, you're yeah. Not just getting it in a cellophane bag like you used to. Motherfucker, you get an elaborate packaging system. Elaborate. <laughs> I mean like you're paying for the packaging. You're paying for the packaging, man. I remember after smoking my weed out of a little package, I kept it for the longest time because I just liked the little funny looking guy on the front sitting there on the console of my car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I eventually got rid of it, but it's like, oh, yeah, okay, what's up, motherfucker? Man, know? the weed game has changed. My uncle says the same thing, my Uncle Jerry, my uncle Jerry man. He said he comes back from fucking buying, like, you know, being dealing with the cops, and he, he went to California and went to get some dispensaries. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out. And there's a cop right there, and he got a little nervous. Like he's like, and the cops like, "Hey, have a nice day," you know, wave to him. You know, right, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he just like, came from God buying some yeah, weed. Like, Whoa, I'm high like Instead a of being in the hood, the and cop in a bag, <laughs> worried about getting pulled over, and you got like an ounce or something on you, and you're going to jail for. <laughs> yep. And now I, times have changed. And you talk about the transition from like remembering no internet or no web, no phones, like shit. This, I got this song out. By, with this with this group called a big old nasty get down. Okay, and it's it's a song about uh, when the internet get when the internet got unplugged. It's called Age of Abbreviation. Right, the big old nasty get down. I don't even think it's out yet, but it's no. called the Age of Abbreviation, and it's about like all the abbreviated terms that we use and how much everybody depends on the internet. But what if somebody unplugged the internet, man? Motherfuckers' heads would fall off their body and because go rolling down the street. The, the, <laughs> and, and the crazy is that's what I tell people too, because it's important to disconnect, man. Because you got to get back to like self. You not a, you got to know that it's there. And all this avatar shit that we created, you know what I'm saying? Like this life that we lived and this avatar life that we got to pick up, and and we're not living the way we're supposed to, though. You know, and yeah. we're supposed to harmonize and be. One with the earth. And one with and, the earth, yeah, right, yeah. And be 100%, live off the land. You know, but instead, we are living on fighting a, over, Fighting over the land, killing our brothers and sisters. We're living on a smothered, like a suffocated la- uh, layer. Yeah. 
that's on top of the earth, right? Because, yep. you know, once you get past the city and all the cement goes away, it's a whole different feeling. Oh, yeah, you yeah. You up in the airplane looking out of the window because I always like all to get a ground. window seat. Yeah. Yeah, after a while, the city looks like a big gray blob or some shit, like a little sparkly blob, whatever. Yeah. You start flying away from that, and then you start seeing the mountains and everything. That's what shit really looks like. Man, like something inside me, like my essence, feels like I'm supposed to be around like mountains and like the forest. Like my native side of me is like calling me home, you know? Yeah. I get that feeling like all the time. And I feel like I'm supposed to be. And I'm very handy too, man. Like I built all this too, like slowly but surely. I know, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so. Nice. And it's, it's just crazy too, like just to get that essence of the sense of like who we're supposed to be, you know, or like our guidance from our ancestors before that walked this earth before us, you know? Yep, and you find it out there, here in the metropolis, man, you know, where you have just yep. constant disturbance, a lifetime of disturbance from the waves yeah, and the sound, you know, and, and the concrete and everything else. So it's just a part of you. So, hell, man, when you go out there, I know when I go out to the country, which is very rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm missing hearing the sounds of the city. I'm like, damn, man, why am, why am I feeling extra extra squirmy? I should be enjoying the quiet, but instead, I feel like I need to hear a beep beep or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially like we, me and my family just took a, a vacation on uh, Labor Day, or not Labor Day. Was it Labor Day that just passed? Yeah, Memorial Day. And uh, we went out to this Amish country. It was like quiet, uh-huh. like piercing quiet. It, like, it, was so, it was so quiet it hurt. You know? Right, right, yeah. And it's just like unusual for our eardrums to be in a silent place. And it's yeah. just like, it was piercing Because you used to having all, all this, this sound. sound. Yeah. You don't realize how much quiet it is. Like, huh? even like, I can hear the, the buzzing of the, the computer over there, that whole, that whole area. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. It's, it's in a certain key. It's funny when I listen to it. It's in a certain key. So if I had my saxophone, I could probably. Man, you, I wish you would have brought it. Yeah, <laughs> could have did a little saxophone live. Real yeah, quick. Little sax live. I could probably blow my hands. Let me see. Nah, you good, brother. Sometimes I could do the scale with my hand. That's what I'm hearing over there. <laughs> the waveforms, yeah. Eh? The wave, yeah. The note, the key. Yeah, I can hear it now that you're saying it on the headphones. So that's a cool one. I like that guy right there. The break dancer. The break dancer pointing down. Yeah, that's my man Jerry Omens, man. He's from Gary, Indiana. Indiana. Uh, we were in Indiana day for yesterday. Uh, like two days before the before the tour ended, we were out somewhere in Indiana. Yeah, maybe uh, in, in, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah, down south. Yeah. How was that? It's good, man. We were in the middle of a big field. No shit. Outside, lots of green, lots of trees. Man, that's gotta be man. Like you probably 
What are your best memories, man, for the last over 35 years? I know it's hard to break down over Oh, my five. God. What's my best memories? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Besides your daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, it's funny. She was just on uh, The Price is Right. My daughter. She was, was just she really? on The Price is Right. Yep. Throwing her uh, um, juggling sticks. We both do fire sticks. Oh, no shit. Yeah. You're a fire juggler too? Yeah, I could do a little fire juggling. Oh, no shit. Light the fire sticks on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Juggle them and dance with them. Yeah, it's fun, man, you know. That's cool. Good Lord, man, my my best experience, huh? Oh, my God, I don't know. It's way too much to even. Fathom? Yeah. I mean, I got my solo projects. Okay. I did the David Bowie, uh, the, the David Bowie celebration tours. First one was with Mike Garson. Second one is with Adrian Ballou. This cat named Scrote put it together in L.A. So we did learn a whole bunch of David Bowie songs. And we, they booked the tours through America and through Europe. Yeah. My character was nigga Stardust. <laughs> For real? Oh, yeah, dude. Are you serious? I told him only I could say that. <laughs> Nobody else can say uh, that like, shit. No, only I can say that, motherfucker. You can't say it. All y'all white people, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Mud, Mad Vibe. Dr. Mad Vibe, yeah. M-A-D-V-I-B-E dot com. Man, let's talk about that alter ego name. Wow, I'm surprised we haven't even talked about that yet. Holy shit, you're yeah. pretty clever, man. <laughs> so, Dr. Mad Vibe. Dr. Manvire recommends that you arm yourself with a protective prophylactic coating of consciousness. Okay. Right? Henceforth, furthermore, in addition to subsequently speaking without any further do-do, easy over and sunny side up, in light of the fact sagging in the back, respectfully speaking, my neighbors are tweaking. Granted, you got the right to be confirmed. And, and for future reference, if you caught all of the above, truth, soul, peace, and love. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's a lot of my, that's where a lot of my poetry come from. Yeah, I should do the me poem right now. Go ahead, the me poem. Okay. <clears throat> me, 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 and I'm naked and I'm high on the hill and it's all so really crazy, man. I'm myself in the twilight zone and I'm living like the Al Capone of music, ahead of my time, and I just riddling rhyme about me being free in this crazy, insane situation of me. But what you got to give me? Because it's all about you doing the freaky deaky, and it's me. That's what this poem is about. And if it wasn't for me, then you couldn't freak out. Me, 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 me. Wow, they, he, and she, and we. Me, 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 me. <laughs> and I do not think you'll disagree. There's so many kinds of me's, so many categories, a many a variety of choices to pick, so many holes and so many sticks. Cool me, kind me, cautious me, callous, creepy me, freaky me, serious amoeba. A Pandora's box with a lot of broken locks, so many holes and so many sticks. A closet full of ghosts and I'm burning up my toast. And I never did vote, but this time I had to vote because it wasn't no joke. And to upstuck traffic and a shark skin pants and jacket. <sighs> Sometimes I make a lot of do at the Me Me show. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you can see that I'm free like a weed tree. Wee. 
and I'm feeling the rage of life. Life ain't nothing but mic stands and lights. Every time I speak, they say, what the fuck? How can you remember but forget so much? When you use a walking stick, is it a crutch? Doing the things that are wrong, doing the things that are right? Every day, every night? Do you feel like a termite? Knowing that the hymen of the future? Can you make up your mind on which one and which kind? Or if I lock my door and shut the blind to the end of time, would you mind me being me? Watermelon rind. Now it's time for me to put on my hats to travel my head where I need to be at. Now it's time for me to walk down the road of fiery reds and stone cold blues. Four walls full of hats when I'm feeling like this or the other like that. And it's all mine and it's all for me. So if I could just open up my eyes and plainly see that heaven, not Armageddon, is absolutely free. And the result is at my fingertips. All I got to do is do it, love it, lick it, fuck it, screw it, pursue it, bruise it, but don't misuse it. Me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow, that was amazing, man. If you guys go back and listen to everything you descri- he described in that poet poem, it's all about you. Mm. I got a bunch of shit, man. I got this one. I got one about procrastination. That's one of my books. So I got, I got the, I got the uh, Dr. Mayor Vibes Comprehensive Theology. That's the one I released at the first at the Lollapalooza, and then I released Jaja on the telephone. Okay. Right, Josh on the telephone is about calling God on the phone, but you can't get through because the line is busy. Then I wrote. You <laughs> can't get line. Can't get through because the line is busy. Because the line is busy, right. And then I got Nate Procrasto, the procrastinator. Okay. Right, he, he procrastinates too much. Wait, yeah. He's waiting on shit. And uh, what else? So I got them two comic books. And I got Nate Procrasto and Josh on the telephone. Which one you want to hear? The spiritual one or the rated R one? Let's do the rated R one. Fuck it. Okay, so this is about Nate Procrasto, the procrastinator. <laughs> it's for all you procrastinators out there. Yes, all you, for all you procrastinators out there. Nate Procrasto was his name. Procrastinating was his game. He waited until the last minute, then cram, jam, hurry. Rush, rush, rush. Just wait, said Nate in the daytime light. Didn't get around to it till later on that night. Held up my things and stuff I had to do while Nate Procrasto had some putting off to do. Procrastinating, oh, you're just avoiding, just masturbating with more delaying and more procrastinating and more putting off and more jacking off. Nate just kept me hanging on. Nate Procrasto, he's a spacer, but most of all, he's a procrastinator. Wasting lots of time and slagging, moving fast, but feet are dragging. Hallucinating wildly about getting things done, but sleepwalking and stalling are priority number one. I say sleepwalking and stalling are priority number one. Nate Procrasto had a date with Tina on time. Occasion French sister with a big behind. Nate met Tina at the pub tabernacle where the roosters clucked and the hens did cackle. A singles bar with bachelor holes and bitchlerettes. A swinging party house of meat market. 
I say a swinging party house, a meat market. Nate Saltina switching through the toilet doorway. Nate got cold feet because she was so fine that the words would not come out of his mouth that was in his mind. Hours and hours went by as Nate thought to himself on how he could be on time and express himself. No longer would Nate Procrasto be left up on the shelf. <laughs> so Nate Procrasto got on the dance floor and turned it out. Suit drenched with sweat, tongue hanging out his mouth. Nate said, I'll dance Tina into my life. She'll dig me for my shoes and ask me for a date tomorrow night. Soon enough, Nate's disco Mac had worked out just as planned. Nate thought about Tina's hot, juicy ass as she took his hand and said, Meet me at the Tabernacle Pub tomorrow night and be on time, because my name is Tina, and I want you to be mine, sucker. I mean, honey. Nate went home that night happy as a lark. Nate dreamed about Tina's hot, juicy ass. He would yowl and she would bark. Oh. <laughs> Nate woke the next morning with sticky short sheets starting and said, that's a good sign, Procrasto. That's a good sign, Nate. Soon she'll be giving you head. And so time passed on and Nate just waited, thinking about the things that would belate him. And with a problem with decision making, Nate would stare into a space and a place where you did not have to care. And like a slow plumbing drip, Responsibility would get, leak in at speeds of deep frozen crude oil, dinosaur speed. What should be the right clothes to wear? What type of shoes should I wear for this upcoming affair? Should I press my shirt? Well, maybe I might. Well, if I shine my shoes, I look all the way tight. Should I wear a... Uh, should I bring these rubbers for me or should I wear this... Or uh, a sponge for her instead? Or should I or should I not wear this hat on my head? So all through the day and all through the night, Nate debated these decisions to migraine heights. Nate spent so much time contemplating and procrastinating that he forgot about Tina on time at the Tabernacle Pub waiting. Quickly in a blind frenzy, Nate put on the nearest duds and put them on like Presto Changeo and headed for the pub. The Tabernacle Choir was just ending his last song when Nate bust through the church door while Sunday church services was going on. Nate stood 10 feet before the pulpit and the preacher and the congregation looking like shit. Scuff wingtip thousand eyes, Mitch Matt socks and the wrong color tie, and Nate's self-esteem was really hurt when the deacon and the organ player said, Nate, you smell like dirt. And to top it off, the reverend even said, Brother Nate, what's the matter with you? The disco ended this morning at two. On time, Tina done left you. You won't find Tina working here during the day because she work at the strip joint Monday through Friday. So if you kind of want to catch Tina on time, you got to get on her time, that sinning time. But you see, Nate, now is the time to ask the Lord to forgive you for the precious time, the precious time you've been wasting sinning, looking for some fornication. Nate said, yeah, this might be what's up. I can repent my way out of this procrastination rut. I can be saved and for the Lord I will work and stop chasing women and stop eating pork. But then the preacher reiterated with his own judgmental opinion and said, look at you, Nate. 
you dress like a heathen. And by the way you look, you've been possessed by a demon. So go <laughs> home and scrub your bunion and come back next week. Now hurry on away from here because you're preventing us from breathing. Nate turned around and walked to the church door in a discouraged mood and said, he's not cool, y'all. You listen to the wrong dude, Nate said. Nate walked away su surprised and felt spent at the preacher who almost got him to repent. Now, if it wasn't for the preacher man showing his ass, Nate Procrasto could have possibly been on the right path. It drove Nate almost crazy kicking in with the fellas watching a porno flick, seeing Tina on time's ass rumbling from some other man's dick. <laughs> then she spoke. Hi, I'm Tina on time. See the number on the screen? Dial it now and make an appointment with me and if you're on time to get freaky and bold, $100 or more and you can have my ass and this cunt made of gold, honey. Nate Procrasto had procrastinated the whole night through, sobbing over what had happened to him with his procrastination crew. It's all right, Nate, his buddy said to try to cheer him up. Stop crying, man. Just shut up. At least you got your blow-up doll, Shirley Shrivel up. He said, yeah, guys, you're right. She's always been there with her nylon curly locks and plastic derriere. With TV party in full swing, keg of beer and songs to sing, couch potato gravity pull, the landlord said, Nate, today your rent is due. A drunken Nate said, yeah, next week, fool. Soon Nate received a notice of eviction procrastination on his rent situation. Soon Nate became addicted to blow-up dolls and crack heroin affliction. Nate was homeless now and living on the lam, trying to survive with odd jobs and hustle scams. Nate was a genius at procrasto consciousness, a man not ahead, but behind his own time. Got a job working on the late freight line. Slowpokes and time wasters would ride the late freight line with Nate Procrasto, the engineer, gave his passengers his word of honor that they'd never make it there. On time, that is. Nate Procrasto, late Nate, Nate Procrasto, late Nate, Nate Procrasto, late Nate, Nate Procrasto, late Nate, Nate Procrasto, Yeah, there it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't put that one out in a while. Oh, man, no, fire, thank man. you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, my man. So that's what I wrote about procrastination to keep me from procrastinating. Yeah. That's my comic book that I... I got at the table, I got out there, it comes with that soundtrack too. The soundtrack with soundscape behind it, dialogue, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's fire, man. Mm. Yeah, man, that's that's the kind of stuff. So I would just repeat that shit all the time. And that's like a lot of self-reflection like reflection too, right? Just looking at yourself and picking everything that you know that you're fucking up at in life. And that's yeah. important too, like understand taking accountability for what we're fucking doing our action yeah. everybody's got this granted the same 24 hours right and everybody just like you said in there you you think about it but you drag your feet you don't you waste time just fucking think you think about yeah. all these glorious excuse ideas excuse me while i overthink this yeah you, yeah. you, you, <laughs> you got all these ideas and you don't do nothing 
And you procrastinate. And yeah, you, because you, when you're trying to achieve perfection, yeah, that's, you know, you just have to remember we're never going to get the perfect, perfect, perfect result. Yeah, 100%. We can strive for it, but that's the illusion right there is if you keep chasing, chasing a seagull and shit, you know. Yeah, that's what uh, I listened to a motivator called uh, Gary V. I don't know if you know Gary V. But he's like an influencer, and he's like, man, fuck everything. You know what I'm saying? Fuck perfect. What is perfect? He said content is content, you know? Yeah. He said it doesn't matter. Some people are out here fucking recording on flip phones still and still making it on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? So you just got to get out there and just do what you got to do. Yeah. Fuck everybody's thoughts. Fuck everybody's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're doing it because you love it, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, because you pay attention to too many other people, you'll get distracted. And as, as me growing up and dealing with some of the things in life, like not having that confidence, uh, uh, indulged in me and like just dealing with the shit that I had to do with in life and like had to overcome those things you know over over self-doubt or whatever people's exceptions or perceptions yeah. is about me and they don't even know me you know and it's like yeah right right like the young guys that over here that self-doubt thing can do it, to you do a number two yeah as an artist too you always think it's not good enough when it's it's fucking beautiful already you know yeah. you just gotta get yeah. get past the see when we start to compare ourselves to other people that's usually where the mistake starts to happen. Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard not to because people around and they got you know you got the TV shit. Like, you, know, you see, you gonna see what people do, how they doing, and you end up making you coming to some kind of uh. <laughs> yeah, like you said earlier, keep your head buried in the sand. Yeah, I keep my head buried, or or I keep my head in the cloud, and my feet on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, as an artist, and you're coming up as a young age, and not. And you, you obviously think that way now after so many years of being on this planet, right? It wasn't just installed to you at a young age, or is that something that somebody taught you? Oh, you mean like how I'm doing my stuff? You mean just yeah, just self discipline. Well, like integrity and shit. I like feel that. like I feel like I've had to learn a lot of it, of course, just throughout the trials of life. Yeah. You know, trial and error. Yeah. So. Like growing up too, like and your integrity. What becomes your integrity? After a while, you become. You start to form. You have an integrity of what's your perspective. What you yeah, want. What you hold precious, and what yeah. you, you know. How far you bend your boundaries. You know. So who's one of the closest uh, band members, man? You like opened up to, like one of your brother, brother. You know, because everybody's got like that close friend, right? To open up to, to like mentally to keep you stable. Did you ever have like a friend like that, or you just it was this old self meditation and well, stuff? Well, it's okay. Well, uh, damn, it's hard to say, man, because it's so many. It's been so many people in Fishbone. Yeah, you know, me and Chris Dow, we do a lot of uh, collaborating, a lot of harmonizing. Yeah, I'm just talking about like conversation as like family members, as like brothers, man. Oh, like getting like you know what I'm saying, like when you need somebody to talk to, like. Oh, oh, you mean like in the band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just in, in general? Uh, Well, let me see. I don't know. That's kind of a hard one because everybody's talking to one another. It all kind of blends into one another, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> so when you get through like a tough day or something, man, who do you call? Like the... I really don't call anybody in the band, to be personally honest. No, just, any, <laughs> just, anybody, just anybody in general, like in your, but, in your uh, family. Oh, man, sometimes I call the wife shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Get your head right. Yeah. Fresh breath, fresh breath of air, man. Man, how, so how does it feel when you get on the stage every time, man? How does it feel when I get up there? Yeah. Well, there's yeah. always that always that anxiety, you know, ball of fire in your stomach, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, as long as you have all your shit together. 
all your instruments together, every, yeah. all the mouthpieces on there, all the reed on the mouthpiece, and everything. <laughs> you know, you got your headset. You got to have your headset in. Some of us use headsets now. How, how's, how's the tour life? Well, you, you just end it, right? Like, how we is just that? ended it, yeah. So I'm, I've still been kind of tripping on. I haven't gone back to a tour bus. Okay. Today or yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Usually there's a tour bus to go many, back to and get on, but it ain't all that shit's gone, man. The tour bus done went, man, went back to Nashville. Yeah, yeah. That's where they get all the tour buses at. They all in Nashville. Oh no shit. Yeah, so that's so he went back to Nat, headquarters in Nashville, and and uh, everybody in the band went home. That's cool. You know, I'll be going home tomorrow. I got a gig this the first of September with Doctor Mad Vibe and the Missing Links. Okay. It's my other ensemble, so that's like it's gonna be at. Zublion uh, in Glendale, California. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Mad Vibe and the Missing Links, and the website is dmvml.com. Angie put that together, too. Shout out, Angie. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, and it's a real nice one. And then my other website is is uh, drmadvibe.com, D-R-M-A-D-V-I-B-E.com. So how did you get that name, Dr. Mad Vibe? Lawrence Fishburne. From the Matrix. Yep. He gave he, you that. He, well, you did yeah, some work with him or something? Man, he said, here, man, Dr. Mavide, try that out. I was like, okay. I just took it and ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what were you asking? What kind of question? Like, how did that, were you just like, asking somebody for a nickname? Some, somehow it just flew into the picture. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's fire. Or you so, did some yeah. work with him? Uh, we just been knowing each other. He's been knowing the band. Oh no shit! Fishbone ever since like he's the early eighties, yeah. Yeah, that's fire. So he's yeah he's he's been there, you know. Yeah, that's cool as hell. Yeah, it's good to still know people like that, you know. Yeah. It's, even though he's all in the movies, he's still a red. He's still same guy I know. So the meeting some of the younger generations, man. He had an opportunity to meet uh, Andre Three Thousand, a big boy. Yeah. yeah, I did a movie with them. What was that? Uh, My life in Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, and that was a hell of an experience out there. How was that, man? It was off the hook. Yeah, ATL. Some of love. the baddest <laughs> dancing, man. Some of the dancing, and you know, it was all funky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love Outkast. Is one of my favorite rap groups, man. They they got their own like unique style too, you know. Yeah, for the, sure. The South style, you know. It's and, like, the, and the dungeon. Uh, the, what they call it? What what is it? The dungeon. Uh, the dungeon family. The dungeon family. Uh, the Goody Mob. The Goody Mob. Yeah. I remember touring with them, Fishbone, Goody Mob, and De La Soul. No shit. How yep. was that, man? That was crazy. Yeah? Yeah, we had to make sure, Fishbone had to make sure we went on in the middle because if we went on last, all the black people would have left because they ain't trying <laughs> to hear no rock music. Yeah, you guys are eat the crowd up, right? Because uh -huh. they all here to see the Goody Mob <laughs> get crazy, get crunk. Everybody was all... That's fire. So they would have to endure through Fishbone to yeah. get to the Goody Mob in the end. Or maybe it was De La Soul. Man. The Goody Mob was opening up. So you, you, you sharply dressed, man. You, you, that's, that's like your, your style, your, your fashion right there. Man, I, I like wearing a suit and tie. Past couple of days, I've been wearing a kilt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you did have a kilt on the stage, right? Wearing a red kilt. And, and red, you had like a fucking... Uh, and a red net shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you guys did your fucking thing, though, man. It was yeah. cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, but then I didn't... You know what I'm saying? This morning, after work, I got an email, a message, yeah. 
and now we're here we are. So it's like Yeah, man, it's good. Well, I like it, man. I like it a lot. Man. It makes me want to get my I had this thing called uh The Mirror of What? And it was my show I had during the quarantine. Okay. Right? So I was able to like actually stay home and focus, you know, and 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 think of some and, shit. And think of some shit to do. So I take my mirror and I put the green screen inside the mirror, the big hang the big mirror on the wall. Yeah. And then I I Man, com- that- commentate, you know, like my favorite songs and pick a video and I do it all in Zoom. That sounds like a cool ass idea. I do it in Zoom and then I put it out there like that and I play the video of my favorite song. I get, all right, see y'all tomorrow on the mirror. What was it? You look in the mirror, there's question marks jumping up in the mirror. I say, what we going to play today? Yeah, what? Yeah. You know? so and was, then it just goes to you playing something. like that. Yeah, like it's like somebody's video, like one of my favorite videos or one of my videos. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds dope though. Yeah, and, I was, and then I was interviewing different people too, you know, and I had them on the green screen. Bro, you know, fucking the way revenue is getting made now off these streaming shits, like off YouTube, off TikTok, like even just like TikTok videos. I don't know if you're into that yet, but. I've, yeah, I've seen the TikTok videos. Pretty crazy, pretty wild. Yeah, you, TikTok's like Short. the, or like uh, X now. I like Twitter now. It's called X now, but I feel like X is like kind of more out there. It gives you more general public awareness, you know. See, Twitter, I have never, I haven't been able to just. For some reason, I just haven't been able to. Like it's it's like you to can, engage. Oh yeah, okay. You you, know. you can literally just go on there and just drop like it's because it's like on. I there. mean, Instagram and Facebook right now in yeah. my brain. I think that's as much as I can <laughs> actually handle. It's a lot, right? And it's a lot, and I don't really reply to anybody out there because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of shit going on, and I'm yeah, like, oh, I yeah, ain't trying yeah. to here. What that's that's why I trans. Trans. I'm, I'm about to start transitioning <laughs> all the way to like X because it's like openly more. You can trust like to like who you're talking to. You can do yeah. research and shit like that too. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, she's actually really uh, friends with my friend Stoner Rob. Like, and I was like, oh man, let me reach out because I, I I thought the same thing. You know, I just uh-huh. got to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, and said everything was cool. So I was like, oh, man, this is legit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so fire yeah. as hell. Yep. Yeah, man. And it's crazy. Like you said, like, man, I deal with it. So dealing with the social media thing, I know, like, posting stuff and shit like that, trying to get keep relevant. And with keeping the te- it constant. Yeah. like At least you're keeping it constant. I fell off, man. Yeah. I fell off. I am struggling to climb back on. <laughs> You know, it's like when I do a post, sometimes I feel like I'm going, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I, yeah. I look at the pimple on my face and buy my new CD. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, I got to think of something a little more creative than that to say. So, But even in uh, the TikTok era, man, like you could just literally go on there and give a poetry video. Like See, eight. you know what? Okay, here's what people, here's what I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that long-winded shit, like that long-winded shit I just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was some long-winded shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm from that era. Yeah, but if you learn to break it down to the the because the attention span now right is is you got to catch them within the first three minutes, right? Or three three seconds, maybe even the first a second and a half. But if you break down a poetry to where it's like a fast paced yeah. one or something, just make it creative, right. just right. something different. And, and so I, you know, I could do it, but it takes a lot of work for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a storyteller as opposed to like a clip clip guy you know or even just like uh recorded on voice memo yeah like when you're out yeah. and about right right and just right. Uh, like a short like try to just come up with like a 15 second rhyme or like a yeah. 10 second rhyme yeah something something like uplifting 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying something yeah. like uh, something like, quick. Like, yeah, yeah, something quick. Where where it also challenged you to become a, like a different kind of artist now. Yeah, like, and now you're coming with a different because it is a challenge. To try to keep up with what's going on. Because I do I do try and do that, but man, it's like lifting a ton of fucking bricks. With my yeah, life. but like, so ah, if you if you man. just eliminate the like the social aspect of it, like uh, the the social media aspect, of it, and just get back to and it's a you. skill. Yeah, doing short stuff like it's a skill in that. Yeah, too. but. Being a master of your craft, man, I'm sure you could just like it, it'll click to you like eventually, like oh, I yeah. could do it like yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know yeah. how great yeah. those minds think. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, man, it's in there, man. It's in there. Should I just been doing these commercials? Okay, so I got soap. Yeah, Doctor Mad Vibes. Yes, soap. Yeah, I got Love Potion Number Five Body Oil, Face oh. Oil. Okay, I got I got Voodoo Shampoo, and I got. Shea what? Shea butter. Okay. Now, these are my four products that I'm gonna be, be selling, so I'm making commercials for them right now, right? So oh, you, you launching it soon? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I've been I've been making a little can like a video campaign for it and everything, and uh, I've been making these commercials for it. And as I'm making the commercials, I gotta I, I'm always thinking to myself, okay, I gotta make it short. I gotta keep it short. I gotta make it short because I could just start going and adding shit on this thing. You know, I got a whole. Is it all natural? It's all natural, yeah. Yeah, man. If you want, man, you can send me something. I fucking promote it, and I'll put it on video. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Not because me and my wife actually do all natural stuff now, like natural, right. uh, natural hair bars, natural everything, essential oils, and like because it's important what we put in our skins, man. A lot of people don't understand yeah. that. Like our organs, our skin is our biggest organ, so it's like yeah. absorbing all these things that we yep. wash in our bodies with, with chemicals, forever chemicals that we don't even know is in there, you know. So yep, and it's out there too. Yeah. So man, getting forward to this uh, remake of this is strange. Before we get out of here, let's talk about more of that, man, and talk oh, about strange fruit. Yeah, strange fruit and uh, the power and the motion that you still want to understand the people that is still out there right now. You know, as far as like us coming together and finally standing up to what's out there and what's been going on against our people for thousands for since the beginning, man. Like it's it's time for us and just, let's talk about a little bit of what that song meant for you to remake well it's just good it's good i mean when i sing it it's it's good to reopen the door on on that subject matter which is what billy holiday was singing about in the the the, the, uh, the person who wrote it you know yeah. talking about all the murder and everything and all that all that ugly shit you know and Unfortunately, it's still going on now. Yeah. They just didn't have the AK, the automatic weapon, machine guns, and all that shit back then, but it's still the same shit going on, man, all the brutality and everything. So I'm glad to be able to open that door of awareness back up. So hopefully it'll help and aid for it, you know, all to stop. You know, because people only going to take so much. Yeah. I keep it in prayer a lot. I try to stay positive a lot. I write down what comes to me, what I feel is important enough to write or type down, put that music to it, man. I just, you know, and put it out there. Yeah, yeah. Like I've done, like, with a lot of my lyrics. Oh, my God, man. That's important, too, now, because a lot of our people are getting, like, censored from speech and are giving our voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people. Getting sensitive about they don't want to say certain shit. Yeah, because they can't, not, like, in, in general, 
that's the crazy thing too. This people are scared to still speak their mind. You know what I'm saying? People because they're scared of this cancel culture where they'll just cancel you for whatever you you you, you speaking for how you feel. As cancel. A cancel. Cancel. I cancel you out. Yeah, they try to cancel. You know, you ain't haven't heard about these like people. Like press the mute button on you. Like the the, the lateral the lateral. I'm like, oh yeah, I got your fucking mute button hanging, dude. <laughs> That's what's so crazy about the social media game, you know. That's Man, why. Man, you know that, what? That, I yeah. That's they, why. That's they why. Cancel. I just, you know what? Fuck <laughs> those motherfuckers. Go ahead, tell us. Say this shit. Fuck them. Fuck cancel fuck culture. Em. You know why? Because there's always somebody that will listen. That, yeah, of course. And I don't need whoever the fuck saying that they gonna cancel me. Fuck them. That's like blocking somebody's call. Fuck you and your damn block, <laughs> motherfucker. I got some other ears and some other perspectives that will hear and understand me. Yeah, hundred percent. Rather than your narrow-minded ass with fucking horse blinders on. Yeah. Maybe people need something to rebel about and say, "Fuck, raise their fist." Yeah. Hey man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need something that you need something to rebel rebel rouse about, motherfucker. Fine. Yeah. You know, I ain't gonna get in your way. That's what I told my pops. I ain't man. Just don't get in my way. All what is it? Them, they, all that, yeah, everything. Yeah. You know, it's like okay. I I was doing, <laughs> I was doing this master class in San Francisco a couple months ago with these kids up in San Francisco. Yeah. And I was teaching them some of my songs because we were gonna perform them at the at the club. And you know, Saturday we start out Thursday and we have a couple rehearsals and we do it. These kids are like high school kids, you know. So one of the, the one one young lady, she wanted to be addressed as them they. And I really didn't understand. I'm like, look, you gotta let me know. Yeah. I don't want to be some motherfucker sitting on the side talking about what the fuck they talking about. Yeah. Even if I don't agree with you, I'm 100%. like, yo, I need, I need to be, you know, in the know and shit. K-N-O-W instead of N-O. Yeah. You know, so. Hey, man. I look at it like this. If you are born with a vagina, you you're a, a woman. woman. If you are born with a penis, you're a man. Yeah, 100%. Now, if the, if the wiring on the inside may be crisscrossed somewhere along the way, well, that's a different story. Okay. And that's all in, a per, or in perception. 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know, which empties out into a very vast expanse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, I, had, I, had the same, I had the same encounter, too. I had a young lady here. She, uh, she had said her pronouns were them and they, and I was just like, okay, because I was kind of off guard. Because growing up, we never really had to deal with any yeah. of that identity thing you know what i'm saying it was yeah. just like we just knew biologically we were a boy and, and, a and i said i would tell him i'm like well you gotta excuse me if i get if i end up going hey girl what's up man yeah because that's that, that, just how i just you know i'm i'll try to remember them they but that's kind of a fucking hard one yeah, <laughs> you know because i called her a queen i said excuse me queen you know what i'm saying because you know the queens of the earth so yeah. it's like She's like, no, I, I refer to be a, a, I was like, oh, okay. It caught me off guard. Me, Even with queen and king for me. Yeah, yeah. For a good while, I thought it was kind of like over extravagant, you know, over extravagant oh. title to give a regular motherfucker. You no, know? but we gods, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we all individual gods. It. Sometimes you really have to go there in order to understand. Hold your shoulders back and head up yeah. and make it a regular thing. Yeah. And if you got to call somebody king or, or queen or god or goddess to, in order to do to create that, that's that's what you need to do. Yeah, uplifting man. You got to understand we come from. It's our, not really a part of my. It's not a really a part of my dialogue, but yeah, I yeah. like it when it happens, and I 
I always say it back when I'm in the, when I'm yeah. in the atmosphere. Like, yeah, what's up, King? Okay, you know. You, you gotta you gotta think about where we come from. We come from great kings and queens, yeah. you know. And Our, we got when we gotta remember that. Our greatest ancestors, you know. They rule this country, they rule real queens and princesses and kings, you know. And it's a good one, man. It's a good preface. Yeah. It's a very positive preface, man. You know, a lot of us are walking around slumped over, kind of yeah. like shoegazing a lot as a, 100%. as a main thing. You know, I was like, no, nah, you don't need to do all that. You know? Yeah. Especially with the brothers, man. It's a lot of like, man's mental health going down. Not a lot of people like acknowledging that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's always been that kind of scenario for the man. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really, because a dog, a baby, and a woman would always get the adornment and the love and embracement. You know, a guy, sometimes they, we deal with all the shit in the world Oh, yeah. Then we come home, you know what I'm saying? And then where we shouldn't have to deal with some shit sometimes, we have to deal with some yeah. shit at home. Yeah. Yeah. And then in actuality, you know, some of these, and, and the way society is now with these young girls too, man, especially with the frequency in the music, mm. that's uh, mm. kind of taken, oh, yeah. you know. And then you, Oh, yeah, you, ratchet, baby. Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's, just the way, it's just the way it's always been. But, like, sex, money, and drugs <laughs> always been part of, like, Music since the it's beginning. Some nuclear shit now. Yeah, man. man. <laughs> like some nuclear mutant type shit. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. Like three right? eyes uh, and like an extra. You, three eyes and an extra hump. <laughs> Coming from the, I mean, from the era of you, it was cool to be sexy and uh-huh. and sophisticated. But sexy, now we got though. monsters. Now twerking. we got twerking, twerking, twerking monsters. <laughs> you got shorts man. that don't even fit. You know, I'm fucking <laughs> twerk monster. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I heard she had a fat ass, Woo! right? I get your poem. God. Oh, I got a poem about ass, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> I got a bunch of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's fire, man. Yeah. <laughs> man, I remember when I went to Jamaica, boy, good Lord, all them girls, all the girls was doing was twerking around the resort. Oh, so. Ocho Rios. Fucking Jamaica? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it was crazy. Fucking reggae's heavy, and that's all they're doing is that reggae. And I remember when twerking wasn't here. Yeah. Just like the internet and, and all the other stuff I mentioned. <laughs> it was like the internet introduced everything to the world. Like it you just got introduced, opened, it opened up the gates to where the wild things are. Yeah. <laughs> Think yeah. about, I want you, okay. Okay, here we go. The fucking cookie monster. <laughs> Singing <laughs> technique, you know, <laughs> death metal. That shit, right? So, <clears throat> I remember before that was here. Yeah, and I remember when I seen this dude sing that shit on TV. It was like a, a like some kind of like talk show or something. He, this one girl was singing like a little. She sang like a little R and B line. Yeah. <laughs> And then the lady was like, okay, now you sing your part. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. and I'm like, oh, oh, shit, whatever. Next thing I know, I hear on the, on the warp Tour and hear nothing but that. Fucking everywhere. And I felt like I was hearing, like, the sounds of hell. <laughs> like, the sounds of he- demons. Oh, like, the, the demon infect, the demon element. Some of that dark, heavy metal is fucking. All that dark shit has, like, come through yep. into our world up here in real time. This yep. is what I think. Yeah. Right? Go ahead. Now, all them demonic noises <laughs> in the singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the motherfucker stopped singing on the show, then he started talking regular. Hi, is everybody doing? We're glad you came tonight. 
And here's our next song called Gates of Hell. Like that, right? So all that shit's coming through. That crazy, dark, slimy shit. It's fun to the yeah. motherfucker, right? It's fun. Cause I got so I got some I got some of them I got some of the music. Yeah. But the darkness that is that seeping into our world, yeah. right? With the music and and the demons that they've created on, on a lot of the movies and shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All that shit, you know, motherfucker can think that shit up and mm -hmm. make it into with AI. Where, well, where do you think that shit come from? Right. Coming from somewhere, right? Coming Everybody through deals some with kind demons. of door. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. You open them doors up. And that, but now it's coming through to our world with, with, with guns. Oh, yeah. Because now you got people killing people because they can't handle what has come through the door in our, in our world. Yeah. Some of them different entities that have come through in our world, they can't handle it. And then there, you have in real life, you have a gun that you can pick up and find and go kill people because the demon is telling you that. You ain't supposed to listen to that motherfucker. You're supposed to leave it right over there. You know? Yeah. Get your popcorn, watch the demon jump around. Yeah, just stay your ass over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, Andrew Tate, he, he references demons as like made him like who he is. You know, and then let him take control. But he didn't let him be a bitch either, you know? Like, it kept you at that motivated stage of being somebody, not some little bitch. It was yeah. there to motivate you, but you got to look at it, the positive things at yeah. both sides of the things. Because there's right. a negative and a positive and, and everything. With everything, right. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah everything. with everything, right. Yeah. So, like, in his perspective of his demons, was it was just a motivation to not be that fucking motherfucker. You know yeah. I mean? You got to be that motherfucker to be, you know what I'm saying, not the lowest point. And that's why I wrote Nate Procrasto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be like poor Nate. Oh, yeah. poor Nate. Yeah. Man, we're going to, uh, before we get out of here, I'm going to spark this uh, split society joint, man. Oh, yeah. They, wow, they, got, they got unique uh, rolling papers. They got some made from a mountain of, oh, what is that, Himalayas? They got some, like a dodge berry or something. It's called something crazy, but they got it. And, and made into the paper? Yeah, it's, it's a rolling. These are rose petals. Oh we're gonna, wow! We're Look gonna at smoke that. rose that petals. That is nice. So they got like a whole strand coming, a whole wow. brand of different, like unique. They got lotus flowers. They got lotus uh, flower rolling papers. Yeah, blue lotus flowers. The blue lotus is something the Egyptians used to actually drinking a tea. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. It's, they got some cute, pretty unique shit. They're pretty big in Chicago too. That's pretty nice. Man. They were there yesterday at the at the festival. That's why I'm about to spark it up. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I like that weed festival yesterday. It was nice, man. Ain't not like Cali weed though, right? Well, that's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> Shit, it all gets you really fucking high. <laughs> you know? I like that that one right there in the back, man. Who's that up there? Is that Lauren Hill? Nah, that's just uh, a dancing queen of his, whatever he was feeling that day. That's the same guy, Acrylic Poppy. I could hook you up with him, man. I know Acrylic him Poppy? Yeah. He's a brother, though, from Gary. I know he sounds like he's Spanish, but... Oh, shit. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. I got shows. So the Missing Links are coming to the East Coast. And we're going to start on the 18th. We're going to start on the 18th. Hold on. The 18th of September? September. Okay. 
the 19th is going to be Long Island, 89 North in Long Island. Dr. Mad Bob and the Missing Links in Butterbrain. The 20th is going to be at McGarvey's Bar 7 Saloon in Altoona, Pennsylvania. The 21st is going to be at Salty's in Belmar, New Jersey. The 22nd is going to be at the Bowery Electric in New York. The 23rd is going to be at Artscape in Baltimore. The 24th is going to be at the Seaside Raw Bar in Virginia. And the 25th is going to be at the Runaway in D.C. That's the East Coast tour coming up, huh? Yeah, Dr. Mad Bob and the Missing Links. Oh, that's going to be fire. Yeah, man. It's going to be good. It's a seven-piece band. I'm playing the organ. Okay. Theremin, saxophone. We got a drums, bass, guitar. Trumpet, trombone. Then we got a female singer. She plays gospel tambourine. Jumping off one tour, going to another, huh? Yeah, with a little rest in the middle. Yeah, how many times are we getting, like 10 days getting off? Well, it's September coming up, right? You got a show on the first. Yep, and I got a show on the first. So tomorrow I got to go home, reacclimate, do the, do the fucking rehearsal. Rehearse for two days. Switch my head over to the other track. Get ready to do the show at Zublion in, 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 um, in Glendale. So what are you going to do for the next, before, uh, Rest while you're resting, man. Go get some rest, chill, relax. Yeah, I'm going to definitely get that in. Get some rehearsal in. Definitely get some rehearsal in. As I come out, I was playing Order with you. Play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I see the keys. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to rehearse these fucking parts, man. And I got about an hour, hour and a half worth of material to play. <laughs> yeah. Then we got Corbin Bowl at the end of the year. Yeah, man, we got a bunch of stuff, man. You know. Yeah, man. Well, man, I appreciate you coming through, man, and uh, yeah. having a conversation with me and, and taking the time out of you, man, and I uh, appreciate your time, man. Anything you want to get out, man, before we get out of here? I got a release coming up. Dr. Mad Vibe and the Medicine Link's double album is going to be starting the pre-sale in September. Okay. Yeah. And it's gonna be badass. It's gonna have like a com uh, like coloring book in there, lots of graphics, lyrics, you know, probably a page where it's black and white, but you can color it in yourself with some crayons. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Good. you want you want to take us out with this new uh, track you got, the oh. An Angelo Moore, the brand new. Okay, so this is my project called Angelo Moore, and the brand new step is my disco ball project. Okay. And this is some real good dance music. Play a lot of funk and a lot of soul music, but this is a reggae tune. Got a video to it too on, on YouTube. It's called Killer Weed. That's what we've been smoking this whole time. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> man, man, I appreciate you coming through and sharing your spirit with me today, man. I appreciate yeah, it's you. been fun, man. Hey, uh, man, one more time for your, your management team over there. Shout out to Angie Seegers. Hi, for, Angie. For, uh, <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Appreciate you, man. This is Angela Moore and the brand new Step Killer Weed, man, for the Cushion Coffee Podcast. We are out, man. I appreciate you coming through. All right, peace. Oh, yeah.